Welcome to Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast. Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo. Love from Washington State, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the General Mutombo Uncut. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have an, a, a brilliant, brilliant serving spice and sauce all the way from Africa for you. Remember, this is the Uncut Podcast where we bring you all the hottest diaspora guests from across America. And today, from here, right in Seattle, Washington, I have a special surprise, surprise for you guys. Some of the, one of the most talented, very vicious entrepreneur, filmmaker, music maker, producer, photographer, you name it, he's it. His name is Wait for it Before I proceed I gotta give you some sample So let me drop this for you One time, one time This is DMV song Ladies and gentlemen This song But the amazing DNV Spectacular artist is called I Got You Plug in Boom Oh ladies and gentlemen How'd you feel about the beat? That was pure, pure sauce The Afro beat is smooth And I wanna bring the guest Right on stage right now So ladies and gentlemen Please keep your hands warm, rub them together Because I'm about to bring the hottest East African, African, international All over the world, even the Space Needle knows it DMV, welcome to the show DMV Thank you, thank you How are you doing DMV man? I'm good man Man, I've been waiting for you to get on this podcast forever Yeah, You see even your voice on the microphone is shaking things eh? I'm a busy man <laughs> Yeah, DMV man, how are you doing man? Welcome to the show man DMV before I go for the audience wants to know who is DMV? What does DMV stand for? Well, DMV stands for Dunia Mapenzi Verite. Dunia no. Mapenzi. Awesome. Go ahead, go ahead. Those are all my names. Uh, Dunia means the world. Mapenzi mm-hmm. uh, means love. Yes. And Verite, the French. Yes. Uh, means truth. You brought love, truth, energy together in unison. I brought world. Yes. Love and truth. Your music, your craft. Before I proceed, ladies and gentlemen, I want DMV to tell us what exactly he does. Because he does a lot of things. He's a master of so many. He, he dips his hand in so many soups. You know, so many of fufu, hot soup, pepper soup. So, DMV, tell us, what does, who is DMV? Tell us your story. Well, um, DMV, uh, as you say, you know, I do a lot of things. Uh, but some of the things I do are, uh, you know, films, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, photography. When did you start music? No, no, no. Wait, let's, let's go back. You said film and music. So, DMV, I gotta ask you. Where is, if you had two plates, one had rice and suya, yeah. and one had rice and goat. So, the rice and goat is music, and the rice and suya is film. Which one would you eat first? I'll, I'll eat the suya. The suya. Okay, so now you have, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you determine what's his hobby and what's his love, love for life. So, what brought you to film? Um. You know, as an African, mm-hmm. not just as a human being, mm-hmm. every person have their own stories. Okay. 
and I felt like I have stories that I myself need to tell that no one else can tell the story for me because it's something that means a lot to me mm. so you know and uh, I wrote my first story when I was 13 13? 13 wow you were a genius already oh right. okay 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 I, I played that stories uh-huh. and I actually got a radio and a TV where were you at this time were you in Seattle? I, I was in Tanzania Tanzania? Oh, it's Tanzania. I think I've been to Dodoma. Where were you in Dodoma, Tanga? Oh, I was in Kigoma. Hey, Kigoma has stars, man. Kigoma has stars. Is it yeah. the stars from there? Like, yeah. who, who was it? Diamond Platinum. Diamond Platinum. Ali Kiba. Ali Kiba. Chege. There's a ah, Chege. Lot of, Chege. A lot of uh, uh, East Africans and uh, uh, I mean, Tanzanian artists are from there. Awesome. Awesome. Tell me more about Tanzania like when you wrote your first song that went on radio how was it what inspired you to write the song um you're I mean, 13 uh, yeah yes the film the film okay uh, the film film sorry sorry it, it was a story about you know our african mothers and how they was being treated that time mm. you know uh, so it was uh you know it said in, in swahili like a uh, haki kwa kina mama means the rights, uh, the rights of, of women of women yes uh and so you know those lara people right there those are uh, you know government you know involvement yeah. yeah so they and those also television and, mm. and radios mm-hmm. uh people right there so they heard and they saw what i did and actually offer me if i can remake that for the tv and you the- had to re-edit it reshoot it for commercial purposes, commercial purposes. awesome like they saw the rawness of the of what you're presenting it was uh, live it was like the message was sinking was in live. they just reinvested it so that it can be con- commercially consumed yeah. how did you feel to hear yourself first time on radio tv uh bro it, uh, you know i was excited you're 13 man after that I actually had my own uh, radio show oh Every what's week. the name of the what was the name of the radio show means us as for us Ladies and gentlemen, Sisi is Sisi kwa Sisi Swahili. Sisi means us, us by us. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and I was was every Sunday uh around 5 p.m. Who was your audience like was it more kids, was it more or, or adults who was listening to you more? It was everyone. Mm. So, I was me with other kids, mm. but you know giving a message of old people. Yes, the older generation. Old generation. This is the message we have for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is like how we need how can you treat kids how you know how you should treat kids how you should treat women how you should treat girls you know? mm. just different things like that and you know disables you know why why the less privileged in the society yeah exactly how did that go so so to the people love the message and you, you did you continue uh, creating films all through after 13 14 you were in high school how were you how did your parents receive the news where you know when I was 13 they were worried that where is the report card Yeah. Did you get A? So how do your parents receive uh, you know, all this filmmaking business? Well, I'm I'm a smart person in school. Mm. In school awesome. Your grades were great. My grades always great. Ah. So everything I was doing wasn't you know wasn't effect, uh, impacting my school awesome. life. So I was just you know doing films was hard because there wasn't cameras, mm. you know. It was just you know practicing practicing you know, doing lot of stories yeah. yeah. So but Um it gave me a lot of experiences. It gave me a lot of experiences. Tell me what was your best experience in film like when you were young that time. What was your best experience you remember like whoa this 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 particular day, this particular event, this was really dope. I got into a lot of a wealth of experience. Tell me about it. 
it was actually uh when be, before even we start shooting you know mm-hmm. it was like a day every day every morning mm-hmm. we wake up at five whoa go running mm-hmm. whoa get fit. Go fit warm up your body warm up your body mm-hmm. and then come back do some exercises that help your voice mm-hmm. and, you know drink lemon Lemon, yeah. 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 Just like and also just like uh, to help you not to be shy in front of the camera mm-hmm. so we'll sit like facing each other and just look you know in the face of each other for like you know 15 you gotta minutes. make sure people on the mission with you yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, How, uh, that, that was a good experience for me i think i, I learned a lot all right so and when, when when did you move to uh, the u.s 2010 2010 June 2010 Awesome awesome so how was did you experience any culture shock when you came how was your transition you know me when i was on the plane i did not know that people were not supposed to eat curry before they get on the plane so when i left kenya the curry hit me on the airplane soon as we were flying over korea so guess who shit over asia me so tell me about your story how was it <laughs> Bro, every, uh-huh. every, everything was different oh, everything was it. different and the things we thought uh you know they think we 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 thought that's how it was gonna be was different mm. you know the culture was different so did you where, where did you fly to what was your state from tanzania which state did you fly uh, to i flew uh to to uh was in uh new york new- oh that is hot yeah I you flew to new, new york? york then when did you did you stay in new york for a little bit no i think it was at uh, two days okay then, then where did you go we came to seattle oh man so you've been seattle straight like it's more like tanzania to seattle seattle yeah. was your first touchdown yeah yep Was you did you have any culture shock when you landed in Seattle? Bro, as I said, everything was different. Tell me about it. Tell me <laughs> tell me your biggest craziest I, I culture think, shock I moment. I think at that time everyone was still white in Seattle. Whoa, in 2010. Like I was just There was no black person. I wasn't seeing any black person. Ooh. Hey, everyone. even Russell Wilson, even Sierra. <laughs> even no, Sierra. They all came. They, they found you here. Ah, there. brother, you're a veteran, brother. <laughs> Right now you see all these black people you're like hey like, what's, hey, what's where, going where on where do you come from yeah. gentrification look at these people exactly oh, so nice. i, I, I kind of know i can i was a little bit like a, i don't see my race mm. you know it was everyone was white surrounding me so you had to know? adapt so i ha- had to adapt mm-hmm. you know? the english was hard to yes. you know trying to learn to try to learn what they speak and everything yeah, yeah. Know, going straight to uh, you know to school where did you go to school first uh, i went to abai mountview oh nice how was it how was the classes compared to you came from tanzania so classes definitely are different everybody doesn't look like you you know you get that was the challenge but the classes was definitely easy oh you're you killing know. it the education uh, system even, here is different yeah even if not knowing the language i was still passing all my classes mm. and you know the, leverage that's was, dope. yeah it was easy for me uh-huh. so uh, only, i only only did two uh two two years my one and a half school year you were out and i was out no good man so tell me about it so have you pursued a um, film um since then have you pursued like how did your did you transplant your dream as a filmmaker in uh, Tanzania and bring it to Seattle how did your craft evolve when you changed countries how did it happen well i know you know i knew what I'm, i want to do mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to make films mm-hmm. but it was hard to find to figure out how i'm going to start by yourself films, by myself no even, even mm-hmm. by involving people mm-hmm. it was so hard because you know a lot of times nothing was working with working in groups what was the toughest um experience you've ever had with working with people like uh, as an artist like as a musician as a producer as a writer as a marketer every, oh, your title is long i can't if i do it the podcast will be over with everything you do right. but uh so tell me mr dnv tell me what was your biggest 
biggest problem when you're working with people? Time consuming, man. Mm. Time consuming to work on the project or discipline around time? Discipline around the time. Hmm. They don't have lot, lot African of, time. African time, especially uh, if you're working with Africans. Uh, they don't respect time. Mm-mm. You so. know, you know me, the thing about it is, I've always said this thing. When you're in America, you can't operate under African time, African dreams, African uh, uh, feelings, African uh, assuming assumptions. You got to work because you're now chasing American dream. And I always say, if if you you can live like African, if you live in America, mm. and you can live as American if you live in Africa. You have to evolve or you have, die. You have to evolve. Yeah. If you live in Africa, mm. live like an African. If What? you live in US, live like a, an American. So did you? So DMV. So how did you overcome? How did you overcome? How did you handle that situation where you were around a lot of creatives who did not feed? you the energy the passion the commitment that you wanted to be successful how did you handle it i felt like they wasn't serious because mm. if you're serious about something you mm-hmm. know you know you gotta be on time for it you're so excited about you know doing the project about the project so you're gonna be there on time and so when someone was you know you know telling me i'll be there at seven and end up showing up at nine it threw you off it threw me off i'm already doing something yes you're on a trajectory you're, yeah. you're on attraction exactly. you're moving exactly because you know i go by you know the mood and how i'm feeling if i'm feeling like making music at this time i want to make music and if i'm not, I'm not feeling like making music i'm not gonna make music and i want to understand something so we came from filmmaking in tanzania how did you transition from filmmaking cameras sound um um billboards director floor manager cast scripts to lyrics studio time synchronize bass you know how did you how did you move from that how did you how did that happen yo uh, so what i realized was like you know since you know it was so hard for me to start making films mm-hmm. but film involved a lot of things okay. involved, you know involves like a uh audio mm. so you gotta have a good audio so i you know i said to myself maybe i should learn editing bit. yes yeah about editing audios mm-hmm. maybe cameras yes angles you know frames maybe i should learn about cameras mm. i should learn about angles layering about mm-hmm. uh, you know music it mm-hmm. involves music mm-hmm. and i'm an artist so i kind of like i start learning a little bit so i know the language i can talk to someone so if someone is editing my film i know what to tell them what kind of look i want the film to look you know if it the dialogues the same thing if i want to you know radio dialogues if i want you know like a telephone dialogue i i should know how to speak to that person that is good i like the way you are proactive in that even though you had people disappointing you you went out of your way to learn things that will help your craft like you did not sit around and wait for somebody to understand your vision you actually told them this is what it was exactly. so how was the i want to ask you something maybe so how was that uh the the love I know you love music. You lo- do you love music as a hobby or do you love it as a career? I love music as a hobby. It makes you happy. It makes me happy. That like white people love dogs. Exactly. And Chinese people love rats and pats and bats and everything. I, 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 lo- I love dogs too. Though. I love dogs too. Oh, I love dogs too, but I love dogs from a distance. Ah, no, I, I, lo- I love dogs. I, ha- I had a dog before and I'll definitely buy another dog. Oh, you had a dog too? Yeah. I had a Labrador before, but I uh, opened my garage when I was in Kansas and somebody ran over it and I've never recovered. Oh, but hey, dogs are very loyal. Yeah, those are go people. And I got to ask you something. So, music. You started music in what year? Again, when I was back home in Tanzania. Oh, yo, you killed it for music from Tanzania. Oh, so, yeah. you did music and film back to back. Always. Genius ladies and gentlemen, let's see these things. I don't even know. Anyway, so you are here in Seattle. 
you're an Afrobeat international artist. Did I describe you well or should I just say international artist and leave it there? Uh, international artist, maybe. Let's go. <laughs> you are international. I'm learning this stuff. You know everything. We're learning things, things. You right, know things. Right. Okay. You know, I learned. Somebody told me the other day, you're not a Kenyan comedian. You don't make Kenyan jokes. You're an international comedian. So I had to learn. You're, so you're just a you. comedian. You're just a comedian. Yeah. We should stop saying local. It's yeah. just music. Exactly. Just music that hasn't I mean, hit, but yeah. it's still music. It's music. So you are an international musician. What made you still stick to the sound that you went that you were familiar with from Africa when you came to here that you didn't change you know I, I know artists I've worked with who are like after two years Oma they started saying like they're from Brooklyn they're not from Brooklyn they want to say like they're from Detroit they're not from Detroit but you have remained in your essence in your element after all these years why why have you maintained that little status quo of the element you're selling music is passion man mm. so, and you gotta make it how you how you want it to be mm. you know especially if you're making it as a hobby mm-hmm. you don't want to create something that you're not mediocre feel, yeah you're not feeling it mm-hmm. just to impress someone else mm-hmm. you gotta make something first that you love or you you know sounds good in your ears before you you know project to someone else Basically. so that's why i stick i stick to what i know and mm-hmm. what I, i'm you know familiar and I, i feel and i love i gotta ask you something a lot of immigrants when you come to america they don't they don't come to arts there's cliche um um careers that people especially a lot of immigrants from East Africa they One get day. into what made you not stick to that lane what made you like no i am dnv and i'm not going to work in any of those set bars of careers what motivated you to be like my dreams in america are bigger how did you feel well you know as i say you got to do in life you got to do something that makes you happy i went to school i was in computer science but that's not me You felt it in class. I felt that, it in class like this is not me. It's not going to satisfy your yeah. soul. It's not in I, you know, I can do this. I can become, you know, a computer engineer or something. Mm. But that's not me. I want to be, you know, making This is films. where I can serve the best. Exactly. I want to be making films and singing for fun. So mm. that's what I want to do. I want to be happy, not just making money with not being happy. If I'm going to make money, I want to make money while I'm being happy. You want productive money, progressive exactly. money. You don't want you don't want Okay, I get it. Relative money. No, I get it. Now I got to ask you something. So, what you just mentioned, you said you wanted to do something that makes you happy. What is one thing in your journey that people have misunderstood about that passion that you just told me about? About your music, your like why have you had people from home telling you, "What are you doing in America? You're trying to be 50 cent." Oh, what are you doing? Why don't you do this? Have you have you got any type of backlash or mis- people misunderstanding you like, "Oh, DMV, you're doing too much." Or DMV, tell me about it. You know, uh I think this will go to every almost every, you know, uh artist who does different things. People, they don't think you're serious about what you should, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't think that because you're not a doctor you're or an engineer. Doctor. Exactly. They're like you're useless. You're, you're, you're homeless. Hey. So they, they never, they never think this is gonna go somewhere. And okay. see when you make it, then they realize they want to realize oh, the fruits. Oh my God, this you know this can also pay. So people always ask me like, why, why did you stop in computer science? Why are you pursuing move? This is not gonna take you anywhere. Music is nothing, you know. But I tell them this is what I love doing. This is your heart. Yeah. Go ahead and be a doctor. Go ahead and be a lawyer. What inspires you when you go to the studio, like like DMV? When you're in the studio, whether you're making a movie or uh, making music, what inspires you to write? What makes you like come up with ideas like this song will hit or this movie uh, will 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 actually like take me to levels? What is it? 
Well, a lot of the stories are, are right, like movie stories, I already have them in my mind. Mm. And it's it, something of something that, that I see mm-hmm. in my mind. Okay. You know, I see streets, I see people, I see everything before I start writing a film. And music is something usually I dream about. I dream performing, I dream I'm singing a song, or maybe I'm listening to a song, and then when I wake up, I figure to myself, I never heard this song before. This song doesn't exist. So this is my song. This you is know, something that this I, is, I am yeah, expressing. This is something that, that I'm expressing, you know, in my mind. So this song doesn't exist, mm. and that and start writing it. I'll first record on my phone, wait until when I wake up, then record the song. Apart from this song that we just played, amazing play, Don't Go. Was it Don't Go, right? Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I, I make up songs. There's a song I, I, I did with my uh, J, uh, J Angelo. What's the song is that? Uh, Sijakumbuka. Sijakumbuka. I don't recall. You don't recall. Don't you recall. wanna play that for the audience, so, ladies and gentlemen? I'm gonna premiere this a irresponsibly from my bro DMV. He has a sound you gotta check out. Okay, DMV. Where can people listen to your music before I play this Knox house uh, hot jam? Tell they're me. on YouTube right now, and some of them are also on SoundCloud. And I'm trying to put them on, you know, Apple Play or those places. But you can find them on YouTube if you type Dunia Mapenzi. Ladies and gentlemen, type Dunia Mapenzi. Google that on YouTube. Let me know what you feel about this next track. Please drop your reviews, your comments, and boom, let's go. Nimeona nimevumilia Nikambiwa ambari nikapuzia Nikasema kila mtu anakosea Unachiti shetani unazingizia musama Unatowa kila siku sijana Umongea kwenye simu SMS zimengia usiku ni nani Unashindwa kujibu Unagata kila kitu nikuliza Ninakesha kitwa kina nyuma mawazana nitesa Pressure nimeshindwa la kufanya Wenenda nimependa nimependwa nimeteswa Next time, oh no, next time Stop up another chance Umecheza na mapenzi Yo, 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 we are back, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, that was a sound, sound it! How you feel that? That's my boy, shout out to my boy D'Angelo. DNV came through and he's awesome. So we're going to take a little commercial break and when we come back, I want to talk to DMV and will tell you the story that I have met DMV. I want DMV to tell us all. DMV has been very nice, has given us the New York version of his life. But we're about to get the uncut version of DMV where we're going to ask real topics and dissect his craft, his mission, and his purpose here in the diaspora as a diaspora representative. Shout out, big up Tanzania, big up East Africa. More life, more blessings. We'll be right back with Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the General Mutombo Uncut Podcast with our special guest of the day, Mr. The King, the Maestro himself, Mr. DMV. DMV, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. DMV, I gotta ask you something, though. Real talk, so. Pursuing movies, film, and pursuing music is quite a challenge. Like, it's like it's like pursuing modeling at the same time you want to be a rapper. Like, it, your personality will, will really be, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know which capacity you are as a filmmaker because a lot of roles. But how does it balance out? How does it com- how does this two complement each other in your uh, For me, I think it's actually the same. Okay. Uh, you know, the, it's all acting. Mm. 
man. It's a persona. Yeah. It's projecting a persona. A persona. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. So music is kind of like a something that you really feel inside, mm. something related to you. Films is kind of the same thing too. Even though in film you tell stories about other people. You know. How many times have you failed in music and film and you st- kept going because I want the audience to understand as a as a you know like there are a lot of young people right now who are listen there are a lot of young people right now who are listening to you and um, we have this new generation because I'm old school and there's a lot of new generational people who are expecting overnight success so you as somebody a veteran who's been in the game since you were 13 years old I'm not going to ask you how old you are but I think you're 21 so 7 years ago 7 yeah, years ago yeah. so how has this time you've had patience you've been in the game for a while and you're still putting time in it what can you tell the young person about your failures and how they have helped you learn from your L's and live forward man i think if there's some if there's a career or mm-hmm. if there's something that takes a long time mm-hmm. you have to be patient when you pursue it it's music and films it doesn't happen overnight you fail over and over again you know music and films like film you make even 10 films mm-hmm. before you even blow up and music the same thing you can even make albums and albums songs and songs and they haven't been they never been played on the radio so i think those two things are the things you have to go slow with make it because you love doing it sing because you love singing make films because you have stories that pe- you want people to see stories that never been told before mm. don't make it because you want to make money fast or quick you're going to be disappointed you're going to be disappointed and you're going to stop you're going to be an overnight succession exactly it's not hey. going to happen chale you you're going to end up not doing what you love doing now so in seattle you live in seattle next to exit where do you live by exit uh exit 156 156 you're close to the town yeah you're, you're killing it this guy has money anyway so if the billboard was right there big billboard like pepsi or witbix or something and a big billboard had your face on it do near my pains or just dmv It's your favorite picture you know your best selfie in the bathroom the one you have what would you want the billboard to say though tell untold stories tell untold stories ladies and gentlemen why tell untold stories though as i said before every person has their own story mm. every person every, and stories everyone. are important they're important and those you know people love to hear from you people want to see those stories but you know they're not going to be told if you don't tell them i appreciate that you're my third diaspora artist that i've interviewed this week and all three of you have said the same thing tell my story i want to explain my route i want to explain my journey i want to explain my path i want to explain my mission that is really beautiful that your purpose is more than yourself right and that, that's that's a very selfless way to look at art and i really respect you for that i have a question for you though sure if you had one million right now somebody gives you jay-z writes you a big ass check one million dollars to pursue and forward your mission or your dream where would you take what did you do with that million dollars i'll tell you what i'll do i'll take that money and invest in my existing studio that i already have to build a studio where i'm gonna be able to like tyler perry or like a like a different just any studio that mm-hmm. is gonna and you know allow me to again tell my stories okay it's gonna allow me to you know have my own place where i can help other people You know everything that have been you want a nature talent uh, exactly mm. i that's what i'm always doing my business called young dreamers professional mm. young dreamer pro which is mm. professional and you know it's all about you know grabbing someone else and you know help them all right dmv that was beautiful but i got to ask you something you mentioned something very important you said young dreamers 
young dreamers. Mm. When you were 18, did you consider yourself a young dreamer? Yes. Good. So, 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 hold up, hold up, So if you're 18, you're a young dreamer. The 18-year-old DNV. What would you tell the 18-year-old DMV that that would be different? Now what would you tell DMV today at 21 years old? <laughs> I'll tell myself to find something and stick on it. Believe in yourself. Believe in myself. Not only believe in myself, but find a niche and stick on that niche. Keep working on it until when it becomes a reality. All young dreamers out there, Mr. DMV, the King DMV himself has said, you pursue what you believe in. Yeah. You keep dreaming at it. Do you have to be persistent or do they think that these things just land on you? You become famous on TikTok and you just happen. You gotta keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Even if you fail. Push it. If, if you, when people tell you that is this is not, never gonna happen, just keep doing it. Do not move. So some people, and that, that, that's what I did. That the mistakes I made. I took film, I took music, photography, videography. You a, took a lot of things lot to of end things up in one space. In one space. Mm. You know, that took a lot of my time. I wasted a lot of my time doing all these things. I could have just stick on one niche film and pursue film. Maybe I will, you know, I could have been far from where I am right now. Sorry for asking uncomfortable questions. You know, this is the uncut show. I gotta cut you, cut you, cut you so that you no tell worries. us the truth about things that you never say. So DMV, I'm about to shoot you some questions fast. And you don't have to think about them a lot, but I want you fast. Okay, DMV, how how old were you when you drank your first Pepsi? Seven. At what age did you kiss oh. your first girlfriend? Uh, eight. Did you eat? Did you kiss or bite? Did you know what to do or did you not? I think I did. Quick, 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 quick. Don't think too much. I knew. How many high schools did you go to? Uh, two. Awesome. That's a good one. Okay, what's your favorite food? Ugali. Ugali. Yamachoma. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ugali is like grits. Uh, like grits, a, uh, corn, corn flour, corn flour, and what is yamachoma? Explain to the audience. Yamachoma is like barbecue. It's like barbecue, but a, a well-made barbecue. Like a more seasoned, like you take yeah. a longer time. And African style. Yeah, African What's your style. favorite meat for barbecue? Yamachoma. Ah, uh, goats. Please, if you're going to Africa, stop saying hakuna matara. Saying yamachoma. What else? Goats. Goat, move, yeah. move. We're moving forward. Goat, moving forward. What's your favorite color? My, what's your favorite color, my brother? Ah. Uh, Red. Red. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to come into DMV's life and you come with blue, look at your life. Yeah. Mr. DMV, what's your favorite song? Uh, I have a lot of favorite songs. No, you got to get us have a couple the one that on your track record in your playlist, on your catalog. I, I have a song that calls Jakumbuka. It's my own song that I wrote. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll play Sija Kumbuka at the end of this show. Let me know what you feel about this song. This is DMV's favorite song. Mr. DMV, what's your favorite country to vacation? Like if you were like today, with or without money, don't just say money. Cause me, if I, if my bank account would talk, I would go to Tacoma. But you, with or without my bank account, where would you go? I'll go to islands of Comoros. Oh, Comoros. Yeah, Comoros yeah. islands, right? Why, why Comoros? Why Comoros? I've, I've it, never, I've a, never thought of it. It's an island in Africa that I, I never been to. Okay. I love to go there and just see how life is over there. I love the way. I just asked you that question and you chose somewhere you haven't been there before no. but you've stretched your dreams and ambitions where you want to be to that level yeah. and I want of uh, the diaspora of uh, my audience members uh, people who love me people who fuck with me to understand that uh, that we are selling dreams here that are, are beyond what we were conditioned to get 
We are breaking bar barriers, taboos, stereotypes to be the Africans in diaspora, the Americans in diaspora, the Indians, Japanese, everybody in diaspora which just believes in what is way above them. So I gotta ask you, what's your favorite childhood memory? Like, you remember this? You know me, my childhood memory. Let me tell you what. My, my worst childhood memory, you gotta tell me two, your worst and your best. Yeah. My best childhood memory were swimming in the lake. And uh, my brother acted like he knows how to swim more than me. He jumped in the water and tilapia bit his testicles. He was drowning, but he was not drowning out of because he couldn't swim. He was drowning out of pain. Mm. My best, my ugliest memories was because I had an auntie when I was 11 years old who lived with us. You remember those African beds? Those double breaker, those mm -hmm. up and down. Yeah. This lady was 30 years old peeing on us and we were 10 and we were not peeing. How can you pee in bed and you're 30 years old? Nonsense. <laughs> anyway, so you tell me your worst childhood memory and I, and you tell me your worst, your worst and your best. Come on. Man, um, my worse i think it may could have been even the best oh you tell know, me tell me about it how does yeah um, that's a simultaneous you know i'm from congo yes i was born in and just growing up where there's this war you know people running people dying you know that was the hardest time for me and i think the best time actually was to walk away from that you know moving to tanzania and starting new life there and then finally moving to us you were in Congo? In Congo. Congo Brazzaville or Congo the other Congo? Congo Kinshasa. Kinshasa! Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know where the home of the gold is, where you don't know where the backyard of the diamond is, it's in Congo. When you go to Africa, let nobody lie to you. We are right there with South Africa producing diamonds. Yep. Congo was... Uh, what are the movies of this sort that they, they, they shot around Congo? Uh, Congo um, Hotel Rwanda had parts of Congo. Parts of Congo, Tewanda, uh, Idi had parts of Congo, Amin, Blood Diamonds, Lumumba, Lumumba. Congo has a, a Congo Kinshasa Zaire is, uh, is a very significant country in the history of not only Africans but also African Americans uh, and the sports world in general. Remember in the 80s and 90s, uh, Muhammad Ali almost fought some of his fights in Congo Kinshasa Brazzaville because he, 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 he actually fought one, did he not? Did he not? Yeah, uh, and the, it's called um, the Battle of the What? No, no, the, the Jungle something. Yes. Ah, what, what is something it? Something in the jungle. Yes. Rumble in the jungle. Rumble in the jungle. Remember, Kinshasa is such a huge country. You go Google it, ladies and gentlemen. Congo Brazzaville, Congo Kinshasa. Please Google this. Oh, you know, when I was young, the only uh, memory I have of Congo was the Lingala, like, you know, like Kofiolo Mide, Diblo Dibala, Extra Musica. What's the other guy? What's the other guy? What's the other guy? Awila Logomba. Hey, if you don't know Awila Logomba, can you defect from Africa right now? Give us your passport! Because uh, Awilo Zogomba's favorite song was um, the one which is really now Carolina, Carolina. Mama. Uh, that's dope! Yeah. So tell us more. Like, I was just trying to educate the, um, the audience the beauty of Congo. Because I do not want you, audience members of General Mutombon Cut, to leave this space without looking at Africa, without looking at diaspora in a different light than how Africa should be represented. We're not selling sad stories anymore, we're selling the future. So tell us. Congo. I know this is a sad thing. You can take it, pace it the way you want to, but you only have a few minutes to discuss it. How's <laughs> life in Congo like? What made you leave Congo to Tanzania? Well, uh, you know, I, I was young, mm -hmm. so I didn't have a lot of choices on how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. I was going on, you know, what my parents want me to, you know, to be and how they want me to live. Okay. Uh, but uh, definitely, um, you know, life was tough in general. Uh, some people had a good life, even mm. if you had a good life. It was not perfect. With the war and 
you know all it disrupts you it disrupts you all your distracts yeah. you know, yeah. the good life you're living okay. so never been a happy life really living there um, you were uh, you were what's the word you were paranoid you were sp- there's there a lot of th- you're not stable yeah, you're not stable yes yeah. and without stability you cannot build on stability even a house cannot be built on a foundation that's not stable no. so that's what caused you to move to tanzania so you did congo tanzania what are the kind of some of the big corporations that you you have collaborated with over the years from your film from tanzania from congo from america which are some of the foundations you've worked with that have acknowledged work now mekukubali kwamba wewe wewe kabisa dmv umemaliza which in swahili means he has finished the job like this guy completes the job come on well, i worked with world vision world vision what's a world vision uh, world vision is kind of like a, it's an organization that helps kids mm-hmm. uh it's all over the world it's mm-hmm. even here in seattle non-profit it's a non-profit organization. awesome awesome yeah, it's kind awesome. of like a red cross yeah this is just for like a kid it's just a kids this focuses for, primarily on children on children yeah. yes Awesome, awesome. And what about Seattle? Have you have you worked with any foundations here, any groups here, any non-profits here? Yeah, here in Seattle we have worked with One Vibe. No, One Vibe, awesome, uh, awesome. No. And with One Vibe we have done a lot. Yeah, that's what actually we have met a few times at the One Vibe thing. That's yeah. dope, man. You did a lot. You did a ma- big up, man. Big up, man. You did amazing work, DMV for One Vibe. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, me and DMV met um um uh, I moved to Seattle like Two, two and a half years ago and I met DMV at one of our uh, we met through Top Brass right? we met yeah. through Top Brass and I acknowledged DMV and I respected one thing I respected about DMV most is his representation first impression is everything to me as an artist uh, everybody I've worked with is I like selling the future and DMV sold me the future of Africa he sold me the drip he sold me his confidence and that's one of the things that me and DMV how many have collaborated with uh, from Stone Lounge Stone we Lounge. did a show at uh, Federal Wave did a show at uh, Uh, Eden, Eden, we did it. Eden, Safia, we, we've done a couple of shows, man. I, I, uh, at the um, Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates, right there for uh, uh, Bill Gates Foundation. If you guys know that rich dude with a lot of money that he needs to give Africa. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. also we have uh, DMV. We have worked for personal projects. We we did uh, a couple of cultural events to schools. We went yeah. to um, um, what's your school over here? Uh, Shoreline, Shoreline College. Everett, Everett College. Yes, yes. DMV, I've seen your work, and I like your energy and your persistence. And I and I believe in this journey that you're gonna go far, ladies and gentlemen. Please follow DMV. On social media, on all platforms. But before I get on that level, I gotta ask DMV two, three more questions before we wrap this up because this has been an amazing journey. DMV, I gotta ask you something. If you pick something for your last meal, like your last, like this is the only meal you have, either fufu or samosa or goat feet or chicken tails, what are you gonna have? Chapati. White oh chapati, guys chapati is like a wrap. It's like uh, it's like the way the tortilla, it's a, but it's an tortilla. African tortilla with love. With love. Hey, okay. me, 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 I like those chapatis which are soft. Oh, yeah, soft. Inakai kama leya, inakaka malaya hivi. Hey, see you know chapati juu kuto fua. Mabati bara na kuto meno. Anyway, what I was saying, guys, is chapati needs to be soft. Chapati, the tortilla needs to be soft. If the tortilla is not soft, chapati is not very delicious. What would be the last meal? Chapati and what? Chapati, you have to eat something. You can eat chapati with meat. No, you, 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 you. What would You, no, don't tell me I'll, what I'll, I eat. It's I'll, your meal. I'll, I'll eat it with meat. With meat. Or what kind of meat? With goat. You want goat, goat fry? Goat, goat curry? Yeah. No, maybe goat fry. Yeah. Okay. What is the tallest height that you would accept for a potential girlfriend? Because me, I met a girl who was seven feet. What am I doing with a tree? Why am I picking plants from there? I don't need fruits. I can buy them from Walmart. Tell me about yourself. I, I'm, a, I'm a very, very tall guy. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
Uh-huh. I always end up with girls that are taller than me. I don't like tall so, girls. They act, uh, they have new sense. You know, they have I, attitude from neck up. Yeah, I don't pick. I don't pick. You don't as, pick. As long as I love her and she loves me, that's that all matters. I want you to give me uh, something that uh, you're gonna tell the future artists that you're gonna collaborate with about evolving. I love of all the, everything we've discussed today. What one thing that I've really picked up that I really respect you from is you evolved. When I came to America myself, I I came as an as an actor. I was doing commercials for Kenya. And then I I came to music. Then I became a music engineer. Then I came an actor, then I became again a comedian. The evolvement. Now I'm doing podcasting. Evolve is important. You're like a caterpillar. Yeah. You are never going to be a, a a butterfly. Not all caterpillars become butterflies. Yeah. You you have to choose yourself. Yeah. That my purpose, you're like a plant in America. You're like a plant in the diaspora. You have to exfoliate, you have to grow. And I appreciate that you have not limited yourself and your dreams to what your story is going to end because every life you live in America is your page on your story. Right. And you don't want your story to be like he came and left. You know my wife says I came to. I did not I did not come quickly, but he says <laughs> I came. Yeah. So you don't want that and I respect that. Right. So I have one last question for you, all right? Uh This is tough. Okay. So If you had three celebrities to smash. Three. I'm not playing and do not tell me uh, something funny because I know three ladies to smash and three ladies to pass. Now, I'm going to name celebrities. Of these celebrities, you're going to pick three. Jennifer Lopez, Rihanna, Beyoncé, Mm, this is tough. They said, "Wait, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up." Yemi Alade and Tiwa Savage. Pick three. You gotta pick three. Let me do it again. Yemi Alade. You got it. You got it. Okay, tell me, tell me of this five. You need to pick three, and you gotta put them. Yeah, okay. Which one would you put pregnancy, and which one would you just walk away if they told you child support? Which one of these five? I'll get Rihanna pregnant. Rihanna pregnant. Ah, Yemi Alade. Yemi. Oh, Yemi Alade. Hey, of course. You have Tiwa and Beyonce here. And, still and, and, I, and I'll leave Beyonce as my sugar mommy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that is my boy. Right, okay. And the last question for Mr. DMV. And this is for the ladies. You know, ladies always ask us. You know, the other day was uh, Father's Day. Yeah. And I get mad because on Father's Day, on Mother's Day, mm. everything that mothers love is discounted. Diamond chains, 50%, 50% off. off. Watch, 50% off. When it's Father's Day, oh, socks. For, socks from Walmart. Who wants socks from Walmart at 50% off? It's already $9. So you, what kind of shoe is your favorite shoe right now? I like Gucci. Gucci Gucci gang gang yeah. Gucci Gucci gang gang that's what i'm saying why do you okay good i'm not even going to ask you why that's your own taste but what shoe size do you wear so that these women can know to buy you a big uh, a shoe what did i say big i say shoe uh, uh, if it's small it's okay okay go g- ahead give me an 8 oh 8 okay so dmv wears size 8 in gucci if you're a lady out there and you're single and your wallet is itching you Ladies, ladies, gave me size 11. Oh, I, I was, you know, you know, I was almost asking who's eight for your niece or your nephew, but uh, <laughs> he wears 11. This guy here, DMV has been amazing. DMV. What do you want to tell the audience about yourself? Tell what is there anything you want to tell the audience out of your heart? Like you want to share like audience members. This has been a good experience or tell them anything that you want to feel like where, when they follow you, why would they follow you? Why would they uh, research you after this podcast? 
Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot to say. First of all, uh, you know, I thank you for mm-hmm. you know giving me this opportunity or this chance mm-hmm. for being you know into your Akat podcast. And uh, second of all, you know, I'm just grateful to see you know where I have become from my life to here where I am right now. So I'm gonna tell everyone who's listening to this. You know, this is a good show. There's a lot of artists. There's a lot of people gonna be interviewed on this uh, podcast. So please, you know. Stay tuned and always listen to uh, upcomings, um, and also just follow your dreams, man. You know this uh-huh. life is so yeah. it's, it's tough. You know, just yeah. And I know almost every person says like follow your dreams, but how? I always say like find something you love doing uh-huh. and stick with that. Yes. Keep working on it until when kinakamilika. Kinakamilika, which means when it gets finished, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I've had an amazing uh, Mr. DMV will be popping in to uncast uh, uncut podcast very frequently he's one of my very good friends now and i want to sell dream chases on this show and mr dmv you're a proven fact just dmv in a few words where do you see yourself five years from now like with the craft whether it's music with whether it's a uh, film production do you plan on shooting like a movie because you know we don't have movies in diaspora exactly. we need people telling I'm, our stories i'm working on a couple of films right now i have some stories that you know some script that are done and you know i'm just trying to figure out how you know to actually start mm. so in five years i expect to see some of my films and where can they catch dmv where can they find dmv on social media come on dmv plug us in plug us in instagram instagram uh, official underscore dmv official underscore dmv okay mm-hmm. twitter you have twitter you have instagram twitter, tiktok twitter the same thing yeah, yeah tiktok dunia mapenzi facebook dunia mapenzi all right guys thank you very much this has been general mutombo uncut and my boy and my boy dmv we're gonna sign up with one of his favorite songs please check it out subscribe like and tell us how you feel more life more blessings dmv give us a word in swahili that you like what's your favorite word yes which means in Swahili let's stay together let's stick together let's support each other let's take each other to the next level this is DMV you can always find him he's in every billboard yeah I'm saying he's gonna be the first official spokesman of Magnum condoms in a few years but for right now he's doing his video please let's stay tuned in this is the General Tumble Uncut and let's check you guys out for the next episode more life more blessings oh yo DMV sign up Sexy, sexy, fashion over. I want to face you, man. Yoga, busy, busy, lima, yoga. Now, baby, showtime. Now, baby, showtime. Nipe, nipe, utam. Come on. Nipe, nipe, utam. Now, baby, go down. Now, baby, go down. Nipe, nipe, utam. Nipe, nipe, utam. for tuning in to the show please remember to like share and subscribe to general matambo uncut podcasts now available on all platforms au revoir